0: How to make your first 10 videos on LinkedIn and TikTok. And for some of you, like I said, this is gonna be your next 10 videos, but everything that I provide in here is gonna be super tactical. If you're looking for like, hey, I wanna watch this today or listen to this today and take notes and how I'm gonna make my next 10 videos, this is the episode, this is the live session that you're gonna you're gonna love. Let's go ahead and get into it. If you know me, um, my name is Alex Sheridan, I'm the founder of Impact's Marketing, and one thing that we believe in very strongly is that your video content should be a 24 seven sales rep for your business. Now to do that, there's a lot of different things that I'm not gonna get into the, the holistic approach today. Videos on your website, videos on your LinkedIn profiles, you know, landing pages for your TikToks, posting video content in the feed every single day on multiple different platforms and knowing how to make them perform. All of things, when these things come together, this is how you basically create a mini sales rep that's selling for you all the time But he or she is not an actual person, it's your video content, okay? But the first step in this whole process is you gotta be able to get on camera. You gotta be able to create some actual videos in the first place regardless of where they're gonna go. And I talk to a lot of people and they're like, Alex, I just don't know where to start. Or I'm hung up, I've made a few videos, maybe they didn't go super well and now I'm just kind of stuck. I'm not really sure what to make for my next few videos. That's exactly what we're gonna tackle right now. All right, so the first step, I'm gonna go through probably, maybe six, seven steps, and then at the end, I'm happy to go through an actual example if you guys want to too, but we'll definitely get to Q&A. The first step is you've gotta, you're gonna make your next 10 videos. The first step is you've gotta pick a topic or a message that you wanna talk about, and ideally, this should be one of two things, and you can interchange these as much as you want. The first one is gonna be a customer pain point or a challenge, or it could also be a dream state for a customer. So I do videos all the time where I, you know, I have customers that are like, I don't know what to create, I don't know how to create it, I'm worried about it's gonna take me too much time and therefore I don't create it. So I may point out an actual problem like that, a pain point and bring that to the surface and that's what I'm gonna talk about in my actual message. Or I may start off by talking about a dream state. I may say, don't you wish you could post video content every day but it didn't take you hours every single day to do it and you didn't have to spend $10,000 a month in production, wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't it be nice if your videos actually converted to customers consistently and your video content was a 24-7 sales rep for your business and you're booking meetings while you're having dinner with your family or sleeping at night? That'd be pretty amazing, right? So you can see how I'm either taking a pain point or a challenge or I'm taking the dream state. Now, is this the only two ways that you can make create a message out of? No, of course. But we're just trying to show some simple frameworks here. Mo- I'd say probably 90% of my videos are based around these two like uh, scenarios, okay? Now, once we got the topic, so now here's what I do, just so you know how I stay organized. Throughout the week, I'm always writing down ideas that I come across. It's customer pain points and it's customer dream states. What do they want? What do they struggle with? What do they want? What do they struggle with? And I'm just jotting down ideas all throughout the week after conversations. I'll leave this live session after we get some questions and I'll write some things down that hit me that I'm like, that would be a good topic, right? So then all we need to do from there, if we've got those 10 topics laid out, or maybe you've got five or two or three, that's better than zero, is the step two is we're going to choose a hook. The hook, or the first two to three seconds in your video, determines 90% of the success of the video. I really mean that. I mean, if you look at like, I look at analyze all my videos, and if there's not a strong hook, meaning I don't grab the audience in and reel them in the first couple of seconds, that's all you've got now, especially on TikTok, it's probably one and a half, one seconds. If you don't reel them in in that amount of time, it doesn't matter what you say after that, they're gone. They've already scrolled to the next video. So that's a very important part of the message and the video itself. Beyond that, it's pretty simple. We've already got the message, so we already know what the value is we're gonna provide. Now we just like, how do we start this thing off with a bang? How do we start it off so people actually give us the time of day to watch the video? So here are 10 hook ideas. You guys, I'd probably write this down if you got your notes app out or you got a piece of paper and pen. You know, you may wanna use a few, you may wanna use all of them, but these are all hooks that I've used a ton of times and they're interchangeable. You can use them in any industry. You can reuse them many, many times. You can tweak them and change them a little bit and use them again. They're just really, really powerful stuff. So here they are. The first hook is the clear problem and solution. So I, for example, I'm gonna to try to give examples for each one so you can say, but as you're going through this, think about a clear problem that your customer has and then a solution. So it may sound something like this. Your video content is not converting to actual customers. This is what you need to do. You're struggling to make your next 10 videos for LinkedIn but you know you need to make videos. Here's how you're gonna solve that problem, right? So I'm just clearly stating a problem and I just follow up with a solution. It's very simple, right? So if I'm talking to my audience, the people that I wanna attract, and that message and that problem on the message is on point because we've already established that in step one. We know that we're either tackling customer pain points or customer dream states. So now we just we, that hook should fall right in line with what they care about and are interested in, okay? Three ways, the second one is three ways to do basically anything that relates back to the customer problem or the dream state. So I've been doing a couple of these recently where I did, You know, here's three ways to make your educational content way more interesting and engaging instead of putting people to sleep, right? And so instantly what we're trying to do with the hook is a couple things. We're trying to, one, make it very clear as to what is going on and what I'm going to talk about. And two, there's got to be some type of intrigue. So I can't just say, I'm going to talk to you guys about how to create, you know, better video content. You got to spice it up. It's got to be a little more punchy than that. But it also can't be so punchy and creative that we don't know what the hell is going on in the first couple seconds either. So clear problem solution. That's one. Number two is three ways to do whatever you're gonna solve for the prop for the customer. Number three is the reason you're not. The reason you're not converting more of your content into actual customers is this. The reason your sales have slumped the last couple months and you haven't even realized it, the the reason your pipeline is now drained and Q3 going into Q4 is probably this. Now with each of these hooks, obviously the message follows and I need to deliver something of value. If I'm just pointing out problems, like this is your problem, you suck at this, this is a challenge, don't you wish you had this? I don't know how to get it, see you later. You're gonna piss a bunch of people off, okay? So every time you deliver a great hook, you've gotta follow that up with a solid message that actually helps them solve that problem. And you can't be worried about solving the problem because they're not gonna buy from you. They're gonna buy from you because you constantly try to solve their problems. All right, so that's number three. Number four is behind the scenes. I just literally just did this today. Usually I batch record my my content on Wednesdays and then I take the live footage from today and that pretty much is like 90% of my content. So it's, it's probably an hour, hour and a half of total filming and I can get months worth of videos. So it's repurposed content from the live. And then it's also the batch recording on Wednesday. But tomorrow's going to be shitty and rainy. So I decided to do it today. And one of the videos I did was the behind the scenes of how I create video content on the go. And it was super simple. I'm like, this is how I'm able to create video content. This is the behind the scenes look of how I'm able to create video content on the go with only my smartphone. And I just showed smartphone, tripod, mic, sunlight. That's it. And I just I gave a little context and a little bit more um, perspective, obviously. But that was pretty much it. People love the behind-the-scenes stuff if it's something that's interesting and relevant to them. So sometimes you don't just tell people; you can actually show them what you're doing, give them an insider's look. People are just curious naturally. Before that, as I was walking to go film the videos, I went live on TikTok and was talking about how I'm getting ready to go record videos and what my setup is like and how I do it and where I pick my spots. So sometimes you don't need to overthink it. It's just show people what you're doing. Number 5 is debunking a myth. So this works really well. So take something in your industry or in your area of expertise and simply just debunk it. What's one thing that most people in your industry think is true that is actually that you believe to be not true? We always talk about on this live session and this podcast. You got to have a strong point of view. If you don't have a strong perspective or a unique perspective, how the hell are you gonna stand out on social? And how is your service even different if it's like everyone else? So take a, take a point of view that has a strong opinion or perspective that not everyone else agrees with and debunk a myth. Hey, you've heard that follower count matters, that it matters how many followers you need to rack up the followers, rack up the, do you know that's fucking bullshit that it doesn't? I just did that yesterday on TikTok. I was like, follower count is so overrated. It is. Like it's just, I know people that have hundreds of thousands of followers that can't convert content for shit. And I know people that at 5,000 that actually win clients. So does it matter? Is it a factor? Sure. But is it the end all be all? No. Right. So pick something and debunk it. Number six, tell a story. This could be your own story. Hey, when I first started my business, I was this. When I first got into sales, when I was first interviewing here, when I was did this, I, you know, maybe it was a failure to success story, or maybe it's this is how I just we just won a six-figure deal. Here's how it could be a client success story. Those are great for building social proof. And now you're not talking about it yourself, but you're showing other people how your clients found success through the strategies and, and the things that you teach and provide. Those are great. Storytelling works really, really well, especially, you know, in video, definitely, but I've I've noticed on LinkedIn. A picture, like a selfie or a picture of you, something that's a little bit emotionally charged with a text story has been performing really, really well. So if you're like, hey, I would love to mix in some text or picture post within there, I would do that exactly. I'm thinking about my post tomorrow. It's a text post. I'm thinking about adding in a picture just for some color, character, and a little bit of disruption. Kind of make it something interesting. Number six is no one's told you. So this is kind of like the what? This is like the mystery, the secret. Okay, so you could say, hey, this is the secret behind this. But one thing that I've been saying, because that's kind of overplayed, is I've just been saying, no one's told you this about LinkedIn, but it's one of the most amazing aspects or most powerful aspects about the entire platform. I'm talking about video DMs. You probably haven't got any because hardly anyone sends them. That's why they're so powerful. Let me show you exactly what you need to do to send one and how to actually send it, right? Or anything else that just, hey, no one's probably told you this. But did you know you could do this? Did you know that it's actually not that hard to do X, Y, and Z? All you gotta do is three clicks and then you're there. Did you know you could put together this yourself? Did you know that I record all my videos on my smartphone? It's no fancy equipment. So no one's told you. Number eight, here's, here's why I, or here's why you, and this could be something like, here's why you're not converting more content into customers. Here's why your LinkedIn profile is jacked up right now And no one is converting that's landing on it. It's not clear. No one knows what the hell you do. You have no social proof on there. So even if they did know, they wouldn't believe you, right? That's one example. Or you could say, here's why I believe, because those are powerful too. Because if you talk about what you believe as a person, nobody can disagree with that. They can have a different perspective, but they can't prove you wrong if it's your opinion. Like if I say, I don't believe that follower, I think follower counts overrated, No one can say I'm wrong. It's a subjective opinion that I have and I can back it up. People can disagree. That's totally fine. I want a little bit of that for sure. But it's just a strong opinion that I'm going to throw out. Number nine is uh, one of my favorites. I've done rap battles like this a lot of skits like this. It's the blank versus blank. So we pin two things against each other. Like quantity versus quality content. Which one matters more? Sales, marketing. Which should you focus on right now? Right. And so blank versus blank, which one is better? LinkedIn versus TikTok, which one's better? Right. I've actually done the skits where I'm LinkedIn and I play TikTok and it's personification method is what I call it. So that's number nine. Um, People just like when you pin two things against each other. It's really interesting. It makes for a little bit of an entertainment. I've done even recently, like this week, text versus video. That was actually Monday's post. I was like, you know, I kind of did a couple of these. So you'll notice a, like how a few of these actually overlap and you're actually doing a couple different things. Like I can tell a story, I can debunk a myth, I can show behind the scenes and I can also do a versus in the same video. So it's not like you got to pick one, but I'm giving you some really good ones here that if you're stuck, I, you're not going to be stuck after this. So the versus works really well. And then the last one, number 10, again, there's, there's 500 of these, but I just want to give you 10 to, to actually use. The last one is use an interesting stat. I just recorded another video today where I was like, did you know 4 out of 5 people on LinkedIn are influencing a decision, a business decision? Did you know there's, you know, 58 million businesses on LinkedIn? There's 810 million users and only 1% 2% post content weekly. Do you know how much demand and supply like that's that's all out of whack? There's so much demand and there's hardly any supply, which is why the organic reach is so good. Like so interesting facts. Um it could be sales, it could be marketing, it could be you know, any service, SaaS service, whatever you provide, provide an interesting stat that gets people to say, holy shit, I did not know that, that's crazy. And then obviously you're gonna elaborate and have a message behind it. Okay, that's the 10 hooks. So step one, we got the message, the topic. We're either gonna pick a customer problem or pain point, or we're gonna pick a dream state for the customer. Number two, we've got our hook. I just gave you 10 of them. You can combine them, you can flip-flop, you can change them, do whatever the hell you wanna do. That's what creating content is. There's no one size fits all. This is a little bit of an art and a science. Number three is we shoot the video. And I'm not gonna go super into pro- like shooting the videos and post-production and all that stuff, but I'll just give you the simple rundown. All you need to shoot the video in 2022 is your smartphone, Ideally, a tripod or a stand, like I'm sitting on a stand right now. You need some type of lighting. If it was really nice today, which it's not, I would have just the sunlight. Most of my videos, I try to use the sunlight as much as I possibly can because it's the best kind of lighting. And so just stand, if the window's behind you, behind the camera now, I'd let the sunlight come in and hit me in the face, not the reverse, okay? But if you don't, if it's not a sunny day like it's not right now, I'm just going to use a ring light. And I used a Loom Cube, but you, I've done also ring lights that are 20, 30, 40 bucks on Amazon. The Loom Cube is a little bit more expensive. It's a little bigger. It's a little nicer. I personally like it. And then the fourth thing is uh, a microphone, but that's optional, right? So if you're sitting down or you're recording videos, you've got your own podcast, you might want to invest in a Yeti mic or a Shure mic or you know something a little bit nicer quality. Um, you could also use a lapel mic, like what I'm using here to get video content for, uh, the TikTok feeds, LinkedIn feeds, YouTube shorts, um, lapel mics work great. And I'm, I'm, I can move around. I can, you know, if I'm outside, I'm on the go, I'm traveling. It's very, very easy. If you're outside and trying to use your smartphone, it's really tough to get good quality because the wind, the people in the background, you just, you got a lot of distractions. So it might be worth it to invest in a mic. But that being said, I used to make all my videos with just a Yeti mic right outside of the camera frame. And so if you're in business, you probably have a Yeti mic, or if not, you should get one, okay? Number four is post-production and editing. You're either gonna do two things. You're either gonna edit yourself or you're gonna send it off to an editor or a team like us that actually helps our clients edit videos. Obviously, that's really nice because then you just film the video and then you drop it in a raw folder, it comes back ready to post. But if you're editing yourself, I would say the TikTok app is a great in-house or in-app editor. There's also Descript that I think is really good for desktop. Again, these are just kind of basic editing. TikTok just updated their auto captions, so they look a little better now. And so those are two options for just basic editing. You could throw a title and just do auto captions, OK? Um, remember, this is your first five or your next five. And so it's it, these that you make today, the next 10, are not going to be as good as the, the 100th video that you make from now. Um, Okay, so so past that, obviously you're, you're ready to post. You're gonna write the copy. If it's LinkedIn and even TikTok now, they've increased, I think it's 3, or 1,300 characters. You can write a lot more copy on TikTok, which is an interesting change they made. So make sure your copy's good. Ideally, you're just following a very similar format as your video. You could almost transcribe it, almost, do a couple tweaks and that's your copy. Sometimes if you wanna point out something a little bit of a different angle that you didn't cover in your video, you could cover that in the text. Hashtags, boom, you're ready to schedule or post. Now, number five is do this nine more times. So you've got just, if you went through one example, now you're gonna do it nine more times. Now here's the beauty of it. So you got 10 total videos. This is the beauty of it, is that once you've got these 10 videos and you've posted them, now what you're gonna do to get the next 10 videos is you're gonna go through all of the comments and the engagement that you got on your first 10 videos and look for questions or insights or topics that people bring up to you and you're gonna answer those questions or address those insights or topics in your next 10 videos. Now, if you're sitting there saying, because you know that's gonna be good content because literally it came right from the mouth of your customer. Now, if you're like, I'm not getting that much engagement on my videos. If I post 10, what if I only get five comments on all 10 videos and maybe only one or two is legitimately worth me responding to, then in that case, an easy solution for that, if you don't have your own insights or questions that people are dropping in your, in your content and you want to post good about good topics and subjects, go to a bigger creator that is talking about very similar things that you are and go in their comment section. Because I can tell you for sure, if you're a creator that's posting on multiple different platforms and you're getting good amounts of engagement, it's hard to keep up with your own comments. So there's going to be people in there that creator is not getting to everyone, I guarantee it. It's almost impossible. There's going to be comments and questions in there where people are going to ask, like you could go through my last 10 videos on TikTok and I'm sure there's some that are LinkedIn too. And I'm sure there's a couple comments I haven't got to where people are like, Hey, what do you think about this? Or what would you use in this scenario? Or what kind of videos would you make for this? I would do my best to answer all of them, but you can't get to all of them. So go through other bigger creators and just dig through the insights and make sure they actually match what you're trying to talk about in the brand you're trying to build in your customer profile. But assuming they do, that's going to give you good ammo for the next videos. All right, that is it, guys. I hope that was genuinely very helpful. Let's get into some Q&A now. You might be muted. If you are, just unmute. And let's get into some questions, again, about what I just covered or if there's something different that hits you as I was going through this. Let's do it.
1: You were talking about hashtags.
0: Yeah. What, um, what hashtags work? Is there a site that I can go to to find that information? So the question is... Um, hashtags. What hashtags? I'm just going to have you mute again. Mute all so we don't get the guy a little bit of fuzz coming in. So the question was, what types of hashtags should you use? The first thing you got to know about hashtags is they're not going to boost your post. They're not going to help you go viral and things of that nature, but they are good to use. I would say more so on TikTok than LinkedIn. I think on LinkedIn, they're almost worthless, (laughs) honestly. But on TikTok, they are helpful because literally I've one customers that searched LinkedIn marketing, hashtag LinkedIn marketing and found my videos. So TikTok is becoming a massive SEO channel, search engine optimization. We're now searching TikTok to find answers. How to do this, how to make video, how to do this, how to, how to develop a website, how to create an Excel spreadsheet formula. And so if you've got your text in your TikTok with keywords, don't go overanalyze it and try to do it like a blog or something. But if you've got some keywords in there to describe what you're talking about in the video, and then you've got maybe three to four or five hashtags probably total in LinkedIn and TikTok that describe what the video is about or who you're trying to attract to it. That's going to be the best way for people to find your content. In the beginning, TikTok definitely, I don't know, so, again, so much about LinkedIn, but definitely TikTok. The algorithm's trying to figure out where should I place this person's content? Where the hell should I put it? Which is why it's so important to like find a niche in the beginning. People post all over the place. And they get nothing because the, the TikTok's like, I don't know who the hell to even show this to. Like, what, what do you want me to do, dude? Like, I got your content. I don't know where to go with it, you know? So, like, that's why the importance of carving out your niche is so important. And so, use hashtags and text in the actual post to, to drive people to your post just in case they're searching for it is more so how I'd use t- uh, hashtags than anything else. Good question. I got one for you. Yeah hit me
2: uh so your uh tell a story one the the thing that i get wrapped up in is like how do you actually tell a story effectively in a short format
0: well there's a ton of different ways to do it but you could lead with like like give me an example what's a story that you'd want to tell like are you talking client success story or are you talking about your own story you know because um, i
2: i think well one of the ones i was actually writing this post before we got on here but i was like when i first got into business that one stood out when you said that
0: When you first got into business? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so then you could leave with something like, you know, or if you first started your YouTube. My first YouTube channel failed. You know, or when I first got into business, I was in debt, you know, 12 months in. Or when I first got into business, that you just got to start off with some type of hook. You got to think about the first sentence that you say. There's got to be something that's intriguing about that that makes people want to hear the rest of the story. Right, so I think one of the biggest mistakes is people are like, oh, I'm gonna tell a story, everyone's gonna be interested. And then it starts off where it's just kind of bland. There's not really that hook to it, there's not that punchiness to it. And so if you're doing client success stories, again, I wouldn't say, you know, you know, hey, a guy named Mike, he runs a ROI shop, you know, he does this, this, and this. And let me tell you about one time, he, you're already lost, right? I don't know who this person is, I don't know what they do, I don't know what the company is, and I don't give a shit. Now, if I start off and say, You know, this guy has 5,000 or 10,000 followers and he won, you know, two clients in the first 90 days off LinkedIn and one of them was a six-figure deal. Or, you know, this startup raised $4.25 million worth of funding in less than nine months on LinkedIn. Let me show you exactly how they did it. This is a client of ours. Here's the four-step process they followed, right? So you gotta be really punchy with that that get-go. I did one last week that performed very well for, for a video on LinkedIn and it was, I put, guys, I put in my two weeks notice. I'm, I'm quitting my six figure job. And my parents were like, what the hell are you doing? So it's just gotta be something where people are like, man, what is this? How does the story end? I gotta figure out what, why did he do that, right? And so that was a very simple hook. And I literally took that, that was from our live session. That was from one of the lives I did where I was just like, guys, I'm putting in my two week notice. And my parents were like, why the hell would you quit your corporate job? You've got six figures, you've got benefits, you've got trips to Cancun. And now you're gonna leave that? And then I went on to tell the story like, yeah, because this is what I was freaking meant to do. And I had to go for my dream. I've got one life to live and I'm not going to fucking sit back and let somebody else dictate my future. I was going to go for it. So, you know, there's a.
2: What
0: was that? uh, Less than a minute, I think. You can go back and look at it.
2: That's kind of where I was going with the question. Is like, yeah, uh, you know, like you, you can only get so much information in.
0: Yeah, I mean, the thing is though, Matt, like, you know, length, I wouldn't worry about length as much as I would just how good the hook is and how good the actual story is and how how much value it might bring to the audience or how interesting it might be to the audience. Those stories do really well on LinkedIn because it's very like career and business focus. And so you notice those, but even on like text and picture post, you know, I've gotten into, I had one post that booked me literally like, this is not normal, but this one post booked me, I think seven to eight meetings. And it was all with like clients in my target in uh, my target industry, and it was a picture of me um, in 2019 versus 2022, and I said, "Me in 2019," and then I went on to say, "Like I was cold calling, I was working for a corporate job, I was banging on doors, I was, you know, driving around my territory." Me in 2022, you know, 95% of our business comes inbound. I'm posting content, I'm creating videos, I'm happier than I've ever been. I'm doing what I love the difference a couple of years can make. And I talked about my business a little bit. You know, we went from, I, I started off as a side hustle and now it's this, now we've got a team of 15. So I told the story and then ideally within that story, just like I did with the post last week about me quitting my job, I'm tying in my business with that. Like I'm not just gonna tell a random story, right? I'm, t- I'm not coming out and saying, this is my business, but I'm telling a story that allows people to say, oh wow, now this guy runs his own video marketing company, let's check this guy out. You know, so that's the key with the storytelling is make them punchy. Create a good story, but also find ways to to still sneak in your niche or your business, your expertise in there. Cool, thanks. Yeah, great question.
3: I had a, I had a conversation. Are you guys able to hear me? Okay? Yeah, we got you, dude. I, I apologize at the very start. I have my interface. I had the reverb coming in, so I'll take <laughs> blame for that one. No worries, dude. My bad. The, the experts screwing up on audio, right? Um, so, I two part question because I had a really, really Juma Bannister. If for anybody on this board, yes. if you want to follow somebody on LinkedIn, he's a phenomenal video yeah, expert, is. and he posted oh, a really, really good point about video format. And you know, there there was really popular a couple year ago as We talk about the you know, the square post having the the title up top, subtitles yep. on the bottom, and it's really phenomenal just how the transition is switched from that kind of format where it's not really as possible. And I work with my clients all the time. They ask me, you know, should I be doing 1080 by 1080 or 1080 by 1920? So, um, you know, when, when filming, for what is the best recommendation for video format? And then i answer that and then I'll have a follow-up question just as far as marketing strategy.
0: Yeah, the question was, you know, what's the best video format to film in? And then how does that parlay to the different social media platforms? The first thing I'll say on that, Garen, is that you can still post one by one on LinkedIn The problem is that it doesn't translate to any other platform. So like Instagram used to be a lot of squares and now it's obviously with reels, it's taken off and gone vertical. TikTok's huge now, it's vertical. YouTube shorts now is vertical. So the problem is if you're making these square videos, you've now got to like repurpose them and make them vertical. And that gets a little, that's like a waste of time. When if you look at LinkedIn, over 60%, I think users are on mobile anyways, and everything's going vertical anyways. And if you're on your cell phone, it takes up the whole screen. It's just on desktop, it looks a little weird with the blurred lines. So I got to a point for me, just so you know, like my story is like, I was doing all square videos for the most part. I had mixed in some vertical videos, like my TikTok skit ones. But for my first year and a half, two years on LinkedIn, I was doing almost all one by ones. I noticed things were changing, I don't know, year, year and a half, whenever it was ago. And I was like, I'm going all vertical. Like I'm going all in, on vertical, I'm not doing square anymore. And it was just, it was way easier of a workflow when I did that. So get, to get back to the question of what format is best, it depends on what platforms, you know, you're gonna start from and then go to. So like for me right now, as I film this, I'm filming actually in both. I've got horizontal, cause I'm gonna take this macro clip and I'm gonna put it on YouTube and create a good thumbnail and then we'll take the YouTube shorts, the short form verticals, and, and use those to boost uh, the longer form with the shorts. And then obviously I'll post on LinkedIn and TikTok, those will all be verticals. So I would say best case scenario, you know, when you're shooting horizontally, which means like, you know, landscape traditional 16 by nine, the good thing about that is they can go on YouTube, it could go on a website, go on other things. Although even in our website now, guys, we have vertical video and you can click in the video and book a call in the actual video itself. So that even that's changed, right? So when you're shooting horizontally though, the nice thing is you can repurpose to vertical or square pretty easily. If you shoot vertical, you're in vertical. Like you're not repurposing for 16 by nine horizontally. It's just just not gonna happen, right? It's gonna look like crap. So that's what I would say, is that you gotta consider where you're shooting for. If you're like, hey, I'm gonna post on LinkedIn and TikTok and that's pretty much all I'm gonna do for now because I'm kind of newer and that's just where I wanna focus my time, perfect. I would go all vertical. There's honestly no point to doing horizontal Unless you want a video bank that maybe later on you're going to take and put on YouTube or something like that. But that's typically going to be longer form. And for YouTube, you do have to put a little more effort, a lot more effort into creating some type of long form video where it's not like you're just going to throw up videos on YouTube, right? It's different. It's not a feed-based platform. It's more search and things like that. So that's what I would say. I hope that I'm happy to answer any follow-up questions, but I would say that just wherever you're going to be, I would create the format for those, but also consider later on, do you want to do something different with it?
3: I appreciate that and I, what I want to appreciate you is giving everybody 10 content ideas because it really blows my mind sometimes when people think they, you, they can't create content and yeah. you, know, you come on an hour platform and boom everybody can go away with a half a month of content which is truly amazing. What I really appreciate about these 10 hooks is they're all positive. So the way I break down marketing, there's positive reaction marketing and then there's negative reaction marketing. And a lot of my clients get upset because we all know you post something contradicting or negative or to cause a a negative reaction, it flies, it absolutely flies. But you post something educational, and thought process, it, it it dies and it discourages a lot of people from going that way because you post uh, you know a very contradictory video and it absolutely flies. So how do you encourage people to stay away from these negative style marketings just to because it's it's very tempting to do that just to get the comments and the engagement and stuff like that. So what are some words of encouragement to maybe stay focused on you know the actual educational marketing and positive to kind of create that emotion within a network.
0: Yeah. So the the short version of that question was you know, people are posting educational content. It's not performing as well. So they're trying to go to this ultra disruptive, negative type content that, that hopes that, it, you know, like news channels do basically. They're not reporting on like, Johnny uh, you know, helped out Sally cross the road and then she was avoided by a car. Like they're not covering that stuff, right? They're covering a shooting that happened in Chicago or this or that, right? So the question is, how do you avoid that stuff in your content and focus on the educational content? It's one of the, it's a great question. It's one of the reasons I've been focused on helping people create more engaging and more interesting educational content. And edutainment is a big is a big way to do it, right? So ironically, I just filmed a video today where I talked about the four different kinds of edutainment and how you can get started. Some of them are very easy, some of them are more, a little bit more complex, but I would argue that, and that's part of the reason I'm talking about these fundamentals in hooks and how to make them more engaging, how to make them pop more, because yes, you gotta make them interesting. Boring content will sell to no one. Boring content will never perform in any type of news feed or social media feed or platform. So the skill now becomes who can create educational content that is entertaining at the same time and do it consistently over long periods of time. That's the ultimate goal, right? Because if it's not not somewhat entertaining or interesting, I should say, interesting and engaging, people aren't going to watch it no matter how good the content actually is. But if all you're trying to do is post disruptive, negative stuff, you will ruin your brand. And people, that's not what you're trying to build, right? You don't wanna be negative Nancy out there or just people tell sob stories every week and it's like, oh, I lost this and this and then this. Like, you know, I get it, you got 400 reactions, but how many leads did you get from that? Probably none, right? Like I've done it. I've had a viral post that was about my daughter like a year and a half, two years ago. And at the time it was one of my most viral, viral text posts actually at the time, zero leads. People are like, yeah, it's cool, cool story. Wow, awesome, like you're a good father. No leads. And then I've had posts that did 80, 100 reactions, 150 and and booked several calls. So it's like, you know, you can't chase, I talked about this in my video today. Vanity content is what draws in vanity metrics. If you don't want vanity metrics, bullshit metrics, that all they do is make you look good, then you gotta focus on posting niche, educational content and it's also why people need to understand the consistency part is so important engaging and interesting and educational yes but consistency over long periods of time like there's a lot of people that talk about video and this and that but you got to look at people that have been doing it for years every single day showing up with valuable content and mixing it up and making it interesting making it engaging trying different formats that is the person to follow because it's easy to make a couple creative videos, or it's easy to make you know post for one week straight or two two months straight. But who can do it consistently for long periods of time and still make it really good? And I'm not saying every video is going to not hit. I have some videos that are like pew, and I'm like, damn, that sucks. But then some take off, and some do kind of in the middle. So that's why I've, I've been big on pushing. Like I'm so glad you asked this question, I've, and I'm happy to go even deeper if you want. I've been big on pushing how to make your educational content more interesting and engaging. And then I've been really big on processes and systems, repurposing some of the content, but not in a boring way, like I'm doing here, right? More interesting, standing up, a little bit more engaging, good editing. And then also, you know, batch recording your content and making it more interesting as well. And so, you know, and then processes and systems on top of it. So, making sure that every week you've got a plan. And I, you know, again, I've, I've talked about this a lot on this, on this podcast and this live session, but I could, guys, I could go away for two months on a long vacation. <laughs> I wouldn't, because that's really long. I could go away for two months. You'd still see videos from me every single day in the feed. I, I, I swear to God you would. They're already there. <laughs> they're, they're already there. Like they're already in editing. When I'm picking out videos now that I record today, these won't be posted for a month and a half. Unless I want to bump one up, which sometimes I do do because I'm like, this is really good. My audience needs to hear this. But you got to build the bank. You got to build the video content machine. I mean, you don't have to. But if you want to stay really consistent with videos, you really should look at doing that. And so I think that over the next year or two years, you know, there's going to be a lot of people that occasionally create, sprinkle some stuff in there. And then there's going to be people that just dominate. And if, I always say this, too, but if you look at every entrepreneur right now. That is crushing it and all of a sudden went from we didn't know who the hell this person was to all of a sudden now they're mini famous like Alex Hormozy, Grant Cardone a few years ago, Gary Vaynerchuk many years ago. They all came out. Guess what they all did? They posted a shit ton of video content. <laughs> and so don't model them because they're in different places than we are. Yours needs to be more focused and valuable. They're at a place now where they can basically talk about whatever the hell they want, but that's not how they started. They started with consistency for years talking about very similar topics over and over and over again so i just want to throw that in there too it's a great topic man i'm so glad you brought that up
3: yeah i know it's, it's a conversation i have all the time and i appreciate you emphasizing the importance of consistency and positive yes because that stuff wins longer because you're right you bring in that negativity you're going to get the negativity so thank you for, for educating people on that
0: yeah man and it's just the reality of like you got to look at some people's content and be like this isn't good it's just not good it's not, it's not engaging. It's not going to grab attention. There's no, the message is unclear. Like you have to be honest. And if you can't determine that and you can't see that in your own content, just, you know, have somebody else, if you got to hire them or whatever you got to do, dissect your content and say, hey, what's not hitting with this, right? And some of it is time and consistency. You got to give it time to work. It's not going to happen overnight, but you need to identify what's missing if it's not hitting because it's not the algorithm. It's not the audience. <laughs> There's something in the content that is not there. So education plus interesting and engaging—that's it. thats the, it's the reason. And I'm always evolving too. I, I never for one second think I have anything figured out—not for one millisecond. I constantly think my shit's not that good. It's it's never gonna work. <laughs> I'm always like, oh, I posted a video last week. It could have been better. The rapping CEO sucked. I'm not doing raps anymore. Like I'm just I'm so hard on my content. That's why I switch my shit up all the time. That's why I'm doing skits, I'm doing raps, I'm doing outside videos, I'm doing inside videos, I'm doing repurpose videos, I'm doing TikTok, I'm doing LinkedIn, I'm doing YouTube shorts now. Like I'm always trying to do that because I realize it's just a competitive game and you have to stay on top of it. The moment that you think you're the shit and that you've figured it out and you get comfortable is the second that you start going down. And I've been down that path. It's just, it happens every time. Just like, you know, I'm not comparing myself to to these people, but if you look at Jordan and Kobe and Michael Phelps and Tiger, you know, a lot of these elite athletes they're in it for the game and the sport and, and and the what they're actually producing like the process of going through it and innovating and getting better and practicing and rehearsing and post like that's the game i mean that's that's the people who are really doing it like it's it it does take a lot of work and commitment but if you're willing to do it there's not many people that out there that are really doing it super well especially when you get down to like you can look at famous people but when you drop down to like small and medium-sized companies It's, there's a, there's a lot of opportunity in that space for sure. I'll say the one other thing too, like really quickly, we could take some more questions. One of the biggest things I noticed is that people just aren't committed enough to video content. Like it's like I could provide tactical stuff, tips, strategies, that kind of shit, but you, none of that's going to work unless you decide, like I am committed to this 100%. And I'm not, I'm going to keep moving forward. I'm not going to look back like until it's 12 months, two years. I mean, you can do amazing things in a couple of years of putting out consistent content, definitely video content, but most people just aren't that committed. It's like, wake up, like, like go, like make the time, be disciplined, shoot the videos, have them edited. If you, if you can like take all the stress off your plate, take all the time off your plate. So it's easier to create content, but you got to go. People just aren't willing to make that commitment. Like, once you decide, I'm in, I'm all in, I'm 100% in, I'm never looking back. Like, that's the moment that you'll start to win. And then you just build the processes and systems on top of it. You figure out your outsourcing later. You figure out the equipment as you go. You upgrade as you go. You try different things as you go. But the commitment is the first part.
1: Hey, Alex, I got a quick question.
4: Yeah. Um, So, it was awesome. You gave us uh, 10 (laughs) hooks. Really, really great. I mean, I can't even believe it. You know, obviously, I can search ten books for for content, but the fact is, you're in front of me, and and, yeah. and, and you're using it, and you're actually doing it. And I've I've seen your three ways, and yep. your you know all that stuff. So this is great. Um. So let's just say I come up with uh, I come up with one for each one of these. I've got ten, okay and I go ahead and take my video, and maybe I'm sitting here in front of my, my computer, I go out and, and take a walk and I, I shoot these videos. I mean, I have a tendency to um, maybe start strong but then drone, or you know, I go long, or I mean, how, you, know, you said, hey, a minute, a minute and a half, I mean, and then, and then the editing thing, I mean, can I just, I mean, obviously I think the answer is yes, but I mean, what if I just you know, recorded m- myself on a walk uh, or right here, you know, when, when we get off the, the line here, yep. or 10, just like that, Yeah. You, you know I mean? Can I just cut, you know, 10 from one reel, a uh, minute, minute and a half each, and then just play with it? I mean, what, well, <laughs> I, I think there's gotta be something more there, but I mean, it seems like I'm maybe trying to, uh
0: I think you're just overcomplicating it. I mean, honestly, I just, did, I just did the same thing earlier today. I just went out. Now, again, I wouldn't suggest that if you are a newer creator or any level creator that you just go for a walk and try to come up with 10 topics and use a, Like, that's going to be really tough, right? What I would suggest is that you have your notes app and that you've written out good topics or subjects. And guys, you're experts in your space. So, like, if there's a topic, you should be able to talk about it to some extent, right? The only reason I can talk about all this stuff is because I live it every single day. So, like, I, you could ask me a question. I can go on for hours because it's just what I do, right? I'm not bullshitting. I didn't read a book, and now I'm regurgitating. Like, I, I do have, I do all this. Like, So, if you got the topic or the message, you should be able to talk about it. But the reason I wanted to say, like, think about your customer pain point or the, the desired state, the dream state— that's important to know. Like, what are you talking about? Is it really going to resonate with the customer, right? What value is it providing? But then the hooks are so important because then a lot of people will get on that walk and they'll be doing the walk and the selfie and they'll be like, hey, LinkedIn, you know, I was just thinking their day I was what? And it's like, they're gone, right? So it's like, you have to master the art of the first couple seconds, which is the hook. But then from there, it's just delivering your message. And if you're like, I kind of ramble or I kind of like go on too long at some point, of course you do. Because you probably haven't made a thousand videos. So yeah, that's going to happen too, right? So that's why I think it's really, it's more beneficial to try to go short form first to say, I'm going to get my minute timer and I'm going to squeeze what I got in a minute. That's plenty of time to deliver a really valuable message. I could send you a 15 second message and squeeze in enough value or be like, shit, that's good, I'm going to try that and it was only 15 seconds. By no means am I saying go the shorter the better. That's not what I'm saying at all. I've done plenty of one minute and a half and five minute videos and three minute videos. There's definitely a place for that for sure. But when you're just starting off, it's just easier and simpler to make a shorter video. Because people have the tendency with these, I give them a topic. When I sit down, I mean literally this is what I I sit down with clients sometimes and we record videos together in, in not StreamYard, but uh, Riverside FM sometimes and uh i'll give them a topic ask them a question give them a topic and then i try to say one minute in let's cut it off and then we're like 2 minutes almost in and i'm like hey hey like let's let's slow it down not because it's it's too long but because they went off on some other thing now and on another tangent and i'm like it just the whole message is now lost like it's too confusing there was, you added in a whole other video that should have been a separate video so it's like it's just practice like but this is don't overthink it, right? But it's a lot of practice and repetition, but you do need to know the fundamentals. You do, you do, and once you figure that out, you can add your own shit. It's just like basketball. Like I'm gonna teach you how to shoot a ball and how to rebound and how to shoot a three and how to, you know, whatever. Once you get it down, then you can mix in your own style and do it however the hell you want. But you need to get the fundamentals down first.
4: Okay, and then last question is uh, on editing. Um, you know, you talked about auto captions on TikTok. talk. Obviously, I think they've got to have captions, right? But your captions are generated. I mean, you—you didn't. Yeah. (laughs) You've got things going all over the place with confetti and. (laughs) Yeah. uh, So you know, when we're first starting off, help us out on the other stuff besides me.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you're either going to edit yourself very simply, or you're going to pay someone to do a really nice job. Right? So the reason I started doing that, those styles, and we've played around with a million different styles, but basically my whole tagline for my business was unleash the creative. And my videos I put out in the very beginning were like all edutainment, skit videos, fun, had humor but a good message, rap, or whatever it was. And then eventually I got to a point, I'm like, man, I want other people to be able to make creative videos without having to necessarily act or me act in every video or write some long script or skit. Those are great to do and they work really well, but not every single video. So I was like, how can we do this? Well, what if we made kind of edutainment in our editing? What if we made it pop and we told stories in the editing? We helped the story come to life, right? So that's all we try to do in our editing now is how do we bring the story to life through creative editing. But if you're in the beginning and you don't have you know, budget to spend on any marketing or content or videos, then i would just suggest making the video in a tiktok or you know shoot the video and then throw it in descript for simple captions linkedin should have audio captions it's kind of sad they don't have that feature or button but you can throw a title up on there worst i mean worst case scenario just record the video on linkedin in the linkedin app you can add a title after you record it and then hit post i mean you're not going to have auto captions but You know, it's not the most people are. are, You know, I think nowadays it's really changed from what it was two years ago, where people consumed a lot without the sound on. I think because of TikTok now, there's a lot of consuming with the sound on, even on LinkedIn. So if you got a good title, you'll probably hook somebody if the sound is off. If they see the title, they'll go, "Oh, this is interesting. What's this guy gonna say about this?" So I mean, I think again, you got to start somewhere, right? So I would look into Descript and and creating in TikTok because they do have good in-app editors, but. Don't let it hold you back either from posting content. If you've got something that you want to say, just film it and post it. But long term, that's not sustainable because long term, like, oh, I got something to say. I'm going to go out and film it and then post it. You're never going to stay consistent that way. So that's why I teach like repurposing, creating a live event or a podcast, repurposing, getting a ton of content, batch recording, creating five to 10 videos in one sitting once a week. Then you'll have months worth of content after three to four weeks. and You'll never be behind ever again. So it's all just a process. I mean, I didn't start here three years. This wasn't what I was doing three years ago, you know, but I learned a lot through through a lot of wins and a lot of mistakes. And now I'm trying to pass that down to like streamline and help people just avoid years worth of mistakes.
4: Amazing. Thank
0: you
2: so much. Yep. I have a question to piggyback on that topic. Yeah. I, I'm curious if you could just like walk us through some of your like weekly habits, like uh, you know, how much time you're dedicating to planning these videos How many ideas do you get written down before you actually go and batch film the content? That's really helpful.
0: Great question, Matt. So The question was how much intention and time and thought and energy goes into the weekly habits of creating video content or running the live sessions. One thing I'll say, so I do two core things. One is I pull video clips from the live sessions, which is great, and I film it standing up. I film it very intentionally. Our style is no one else has done this from what I've seen. Everyone else has the podcast, the headphones, the, the microphones right by, you know, which again is totally fine. There's nothing wrong with that, but we wanted to disrupt and do something different. So from every live session, I will typically pull 10 to 12 clips, just 30 seconds, 60 seconds, a minute and a half clips from there. So every week now I'm loading up with 10 new videos, which is huge, right? And so that's part of it. How do I prepare for the live? In the past, I would spent a long time doing like in and outs and sometimes some of the live sessions were like too long and too complex and I try to do too many different things. Now, I literally sat down for this and was like 10 minutes. And I just like, I already knew the hooks because I literally use all of them. <laughs> and I was like, what do people need? I was like, they need a topic message, they need a good hook and then they're gonna film it and record it and here's how they're gonna get their next 10. So picks, I've learned the live sessions, just don't overcomplicate it. Like the money is in the Q and A anyways, like that's where I think most of the value is, but just pick a one core topic and just cover it and keep it simple and keep it actionable and make sure they've got at least one core, one or two core takeaways. So that planning is just 10, 20, 30 minutes max. And then the live session is anywhere from 30 to 60 minutes. That's all I'm putting in, but every week I'm getting 10 videos, so that's way worth it. And I've got a podcast, and now I've got the YouTube, so it's 100% worth it. And I get to interact with live people, which is great. And so that's one. The other one is the batch recording content, and you said, how many ideas do I have typically before I go out to record? I try to at least have 10, because maybe I get out there and I do eight of them, and the other two, I'm like, yeah, this could be one video, or this could be this kind of tied into the other video. If you go out to batch record content, I'd have at least five to 10 videos. And what I do in my notes app, I don't just have the idea, I actually kind of write out the hook. So, like today, an example of one of them was, you know, the, here's the behind the scenes look of how I record, how I can make, you know, a ton of video content from anywhere, you know, using only my smartphone. So I wrote that out. Then the next one was, you know, here's one thing that you didn't know about LinkedIn that is a game changer, video DMs. And then the next one I was talking about, you know, how to, how to make edutainment content, four ways to do it, boom. So I just write out the hook and maybe like if there's a couple things I don't want to miss in there, I'll write that like a couple bullet points. But that shouldn't take you a ton of time. And the nice thing about that is you're kind of building that throughout the week. So if I do it every Wednesday typically is when I do it. Well, now I've got till next Wednesday to refill that with 10 ideas. So do you see it's not a ton of work because now I've got t- I've got one week to refill 10 of ideas and I've probably got already five to seven just from the question you guys asked. And then I'll have my comment section of my videos and post. I'll have TikTok, I'll have LinkedIn. And so I'll just have a ton of it. In- I'll talk to customers, take discovery calls, and I'm just filling that idea bank. And so next Wednesday, I probably got 12, 15, whatever it is, ideas. I pick the top 10, I record those. Awesome,
2: thanks
0: man. Yeah. You bet, dude. Good question. Any last minute questions? Anything else on your mind? Uh, I have a quick question. Yeah. Um,
1: so um, I so I'm a video creator, editor, whatever. And so I actually approach this kind of from a slightly different angle, where I when I talk with my clients, I can give them a hundred ideas that they could they could possibly use. Um, because well, one, because I'm watching you and know, listening to what you're doing and things that you're saying. But I have a hard time translating them when I want to create videos for myself because I feel like my product is almost always marketing someone else. And if I was selling coffee, I I immediately could come up with a hundred ideas for amazing videos. Uh, But then I'm like, well, what do I want to tell my target audience in my own videos? Um, Because do I want to teach them about how easy it is to have a camera set up? Well, I mean, that kind of doesn't feel completely relevant. Um, and it, not, it doesn't really point back to like what I'm actually trying to offer. right. So I just wondered if you kind of do this because you are you're not you're essentially teaching people how to create content, which I feel like I want to do, but I just always get kind of lost on a couple of those kinds of specific ideas. <laughs> I don't know if that's too specific, but um, that's a, a hard one I haven't really gotten a good answer to.
0: So, what do you help people do? Video editing and then video creation, right? Is that right? Ideation yeah, and creation? I, uh,
1: yeah, I shoot videos, edit videos, produce videos.
0: Yeah, so all you all I would do if I was you is I would talk about that process. I would show I would do a couple of things, I mean, a lot of things, but I would show how do you come up with a content strategy? How do you come up with a hundred topics, twenty topics, ten topics, right? What are good hooks to use? What are good hooks not to use? How should you start the video versus not start your video? You know, how should you write the copy? Like, and then I would talk about similar things that I do sometimes. I don't talk a ton about editing because I don't teach people how to self-edit, but we have an editing service that we provide. I would talk about different ways to edit your videos, how much you're going to pay, what the options are, why you'd go with one but not the other. I would talk about, you know, I filmed a video today on what in the content process, what should you outsource versus what should you keep in-house? What should you do yourself? Right, like there's a ton of different topics. And then go behind the scenes. Show them, hey, I sat with the client today. We recorded 50 videos. Here's exactly how we did it. First step, we did this. Second step, we did this. Third step, we did this. Boom, they're posting videos. Here's an exact one from the video. That's TikTok, five seconds, 10 seconds. Right, like that's a fast hitting one, but those work really well on TikTok, right? So like a vlog style, fast hitting. Um, We just made 50 videos for a client. Here's exactly how we did it. Step one, step two, step three, step four. Here's their videos. They've got 50 more videos in the back burner. Right. So I would, yeah, it's, it's just, it's just what you're teaching, man. But the thing you'll notice is like, and maybe you've already noticed is that I can teach this stuff all day. It doesn't mean that people are going to be able to leave this or, or get done watching the podcast and then go do everything that I just talked about the last 18, 19 episodes. Like it's hard, right? It's like boxing or if you've done, if you know, if you've done sports or some type of competitive, you know, um, activity, I could show you that this is a jab. This is a right hand. This is how you counter punch. And then you're going to get in the ring and you're going to go, shit, everything you told me made sense, but now I just got punched in the face and I'm trying to figure out how to survive. So it's like, yeah, you're showing me on the punching bag and it looks really good, but I get in the ring and then this happens. How do I work through that? Oh, got it. So here's what's happening. Every time you're dodging, they're going this way, right? That's where a coach or a consultant or someone would come in and be able to dive into your specific situation and help you through it or you could just sit in the ring and continue to get punched and hope to figure it out that's an option and maybe you do but it's going to be more painful obviously so your route is you come in as a coach and the consultant and you show them what they should be doing in the ring and outside of the ring
4: also Aaron if I could just add uh you know I think we're all really close to our own content and yes we just want the value that we that we bring to people because it's just like uh oh, duh, oh, it's not too hard. Is there any value in that? Well, no, I mean tremendous
0: value. That is a great point that we are way too close to our own expertise. I go through this all the time. I'm like, that's too simple. People know that stuff. And then I post it and I'm like, oh my God, I never even thought of that. And I'm like, really? You know? But again when you live it and breathe it and it's literally all you do you're obsessive and you've got a next level expertise level, somebody coming in, they don't have never even thought of that stuff. Like they have no clue how to make their first five videos, let alone 100, right? So there are just so many things that you could tackle with that. That's a great, great point though. All right, guys, I hope to see you on the next one. Um, I will send out an email tomorrow with what the next one's going to be about, but I appreciate you guys being here. This is amazing, great questions, and um, we'll see you next Tuesday, okay?